Condo expert and uh, having a fabulous conversation. You know, there is a conference out there called the Renaissance Conference. They're, you know, they've been around now for 27, 27 years. years. 27 years. That's for Rush Mather helping me out here. He is with me at the studio. He is a financial services consultant with insurance and investments of Blue Umbrella. As a matter of fact, you know, Varesh, you know, it's it's such a pleasure having you on the show because, you know, we talked about what the Renaissance Conference is all about. But to get into more detail about the whole Metrolinx discussions and, uh, you know, I guess one of the themes this year, if you want to fill in the blanks here, with respect to, you know, transportation. Transportation gridlock. I mean, I think one of the workshops had to do with transportation gridlock. Yes, it did. Uh, when, when we talk about transportation, uh, we're talking about gridlock and how gridlock affects the economy. A lot of people are commuting more than hour, an hour and a half, uh, whether they're in their cars or in public transit. So when we choose topics, we choose things that we want to see, we want to change, how we can improve the, the economy. And gridlock, whether you agree or not, there is it is costing the economy a great deal of production, whether in your manufacturing, whether in services, whether whatever you are. You're spending more than an hour in traveling. And the companies are losing valuable time in production. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the other thing yeah. that we also were talking about in uh, gridlock was... Who is in charge? Because one of the things that I'm very passionate about is that uh, there should be one authority looking after transportation. Because regional authorities, there's bickering who's in charge, who gets how much cut and this and that. And I've traveled around the world and places where transportation are efficient, they have a unified transit authority. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that. Now, in the last three months, I was in China, and I had the wonderful experience of being on the Magna Train, which Mm -hmm. goes 431 kilometers. Do you know how shocked I was to see the amount of highways and, and, you know, the, the amazing ramps that are coming from this side? And when I look at that, and then I look at what we have at the Gardner, I was shocked. Like, seriously, I was absolutely shocked. Then I'm going to turn it on one more step. I just came back from Panama. And Panama City, the canal, what you just said, that canal, do you know that in order for the ships, rather than going all around the entire, the amount of money it's going to cost, the time element, okay, even though it costs them anywhere from $800,000 to access the canal to cut through, sounds like a lot of money, it does, yes. but they save money by going through the canal. And now Panama is increasing a huge expansion on the canal simply for that reason. And the cost is going to go up to like a million plus for those ships to come through. But the invaluable the money that you save for the expenditure that you put out sometimes gets lost in the shuffle when you get, when you're feared about the initial cost. Well, uh, politicians are short-term thinkers. They only think until the next election. 
And and that's, I think, one of the major problems that we have uh, in Canada today. You know, that is a that is a wonderful statement. You're right. You're they're right. not they're not thinking beyond um, their term in office. I remember there was a time in in Canada when I first came into to Canada in in the 1970s. There was a major uh, construction going on of the highways. I remember uh, the QEW was a toll highway for a short period of time, and that's how they paid for the uh, for the construction of the Queen Elizabeth Way. Mm-hmm. And once uh, the construction cost was, was paid for, the tolls were taken away. So there's many ways that you can pay for construction of to attack gridlock. And those things have to be open debate. You know, there has to be open debate about that. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems like today that you don't want to talk uh, in an open way. It's my way or no way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's my yeah. little fiefdom and, you know, don't mess with it. And they don't work together. Like, you know, what we're finding on the Condorac Review, they don't work together. Like, you know, when you have one ministry and that ministry has an aspect of being affected by other ministries, there's input from all of them. Like, you know, all the different acts are coming from different ministries. So because of that, they should be working together if, if, you know, the, like, for instance, you have on the Condo Act Review, that's under the Ministry of Community Services. Okay, so when you have that, then you have the Accessibility Act, which mm-hmm. is under a different ministry. Then you have the Traffic Act, which is under a different ministry. Then you have, like, your Health and Safety, that's under a different ministry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what I found is, did you know that there wasn't a representative for the other ministries at all involved in the discussions of the Condo Act Review? Yet all of those ministries, you've got seniors in buildings, you have hoarders in buildings, you have traffic problems, you have underground parking of how many hundreds and hundreds of vehicles. Well, well perhaps uh, this could be a topic of our next Renaissance conference. I would love that. Varesh, I'm in. That's it. We're in. Uh, if uh, we look for the industry experts... We look for the, the government representatives mm-hmm. and then sell it to the public. Because this is what the Renaissance Conference is all about, is to bring all the stakeholders that have ideas about where they want to see the economy going. So maybe what we need to do is, is have, a, have a mandate, a provincial government mandate, where ministries have to integrate with one another on decision-making processes. Not in the final one, but just basically have a platform where they need to work together and get input because it doesn't appear that way. Well, having I don't think that's going to work. I think having a mandate, self-governing stuff doesn't really work for, in, in, from my point of view. Well, self-governing definitely doesn't work because the Condo Act is self-governing and so what we're I'm, a mess. What I'm thinking and proposing is that uh, a lot of things have happened as a result of the uh, Renaissance Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, harmonized taxation was a recommendation from Renaissance Conference as well. There was a lot of things on public safety, the changes in laws that put a lot of bad people in jail. Wow. And Metrolinx was a direct result of that as well, to have a, an authority for the whole of uh, for transportation. So what we need to do, in, from my point of view, is get input from people like you and others on the topics they want to see at the, at the conference. And we'll find, with, the, with your help and with mm-hmm. others, the industry experts, and we'll get the politicians in, in, in the same room 
and present these ideas the same way as we did for, in, for the last 27 years. Because a lot of things have resulted when all the stakeholders are in one room. I, you know, when you talk like one of the subjects, the other subject was home ownership protection. If we could put one huge subject, and I know Bob touched on it a bit, because it's something, he's, he's actually a financial expert as well. He was, uh, he was the ex-vice chair of KPMG for many, many years, retired now. But interesting is a reserve fund bond. You know, just like today's savings bond. Yes, he did because, talk about that. Yes. Yeah, because you know, Varesh, what's happening internally, what's happening is is that they've already identified in condominiums that there's a, d- a certain degree of corruption in the sense of the service contracts are overinflated, proxies could be forged. There was now, when I was gone, there was another property manager situation again where X amount of millions of dollars has been lost. I mean, this this is like ongoing. They make the decision of where the reserve funds are going to sit, in which investment advisor, and and there's nothing there monitoring anything. So it could be the brother or cousin or whoever. Now, granted, yes, there's security within wherever they're placing it, but I'm going to throw something out to you that's going to shock you. The Condo Owners Association received an email from a condo owner, I guess about maybe just over a year ago. Can you believe that their reserve fund money is sitting in some kind of a credit union type of style in Lithuania? It turned, I swear to God, it turned out that the president of the board is involved with some association of some sort in Lithuania. And because of that, the money was actually pulled to go there. Now, how do we know? Like, think about this. We, there's 660,000, 660,000 units. There's 1.3 million. There's over 4,000 condos. I mean, you know, the money here. If you have board members and they have carte blanche control, they've closed that door. How does everybody know that their money is being invested properly? I mean, what's his face there? Channel well, management walked away with three million. One of the things that uh, we have recommended in this report, you, mm-hmm. you've—I don't know if you read the whole report or not—is to, and, and this is uh, Mr. Coffey's uh, proposal, mm-hmm. is to have a, an office of uh, a condo office. Oh God, no, no, that's not his proposal. He was quoting what the ministry is looking at doing. That is the worst possible thing that we can have: is a condo office. It's a provincial cash grab. Believe me, at $3, $3 per unit owner, uh, per unit over the year, and it's not going to be any more power. It, it, it'll be the same as the OMB. What the provincial government has to do is work just like they work with the Teachers Association, work with the Condo Owners Association. Mm-hmm. We're a nonprofit association because the condo office is just a cash grab they can't address this. It, the The people that are pushing that to death are the property management companies, the builders. They're pushing it to death. Our mm-hmm. reports have actually put reports out there about how bad it actually is. Twenty six million dollars a year is going in the, into the in this ridiculous thing, and you know by the time the bureaucracy of it gets it all, people are afraid to report their problems. So they're certainly not going to go that. They need to have the association that works for them, which is COA. Well, one thing that 
it was a recommendation in our report. Yeah, there is. It came from uh, it came from, from through the ministry, ministry because the ministry is trying to push it. Because yeah. unfortunately, the ministry, to some degree, has been um, persuaded by too many service-related trades. Well, when, I, when I'm saying there should be some sort of office, it's more for the condo owners and, and the board. I, I've been on boards on nonprofit organizations. I've been on that are funded by United Way. And when those when when you sit on those boards, a United Way consultant comes and actually uh, gives you an overview of what your responsibilities are. Mm-hmm. And I think that should be part of the. Uh, well, that was why I started COA. Mm-hmm. You know, the Condo Owners Association was created to represent condo owners. Now, you know, for the ministry to, like, if you look at the, and we're getting a little bit off topic, well, kind of, sort of, you know, because we want to talk a little bit more about the next, but we are talking about uh, consumer protection. Yes. Consumer protection does not include having panels that are 95% service-related trades. If I showed you the list of the people that were involved in this review, you'd be shocked. It's disgraceful because there was not enough input coming from the other associations, you know, and in particular, the condo owners associations. I mean, we've done report after report after report, and it doesn't, it actually didn't even surprise me that Tracy McCharles wouldn't be attending. That doesn't surprise me either, because it's, it's hard as heck to get appointments with this woman. Like you have to contact her nonstop for three months straight before you're able to get an appointment. But then you find out through the grapevine that she opens her doors for service trades. So, you know, like, I find it incredibly frustrating. And that's why I'm so enamored, Varesh, by what you're doing. <laughs> I really am. Because, you know, you're, you're stepping out there and saying, okay, okay, fine. You know, I know Bob talked a lot about Tarion, uh, Because in the, in the whole Tarion problem, I mean, there's a problem there as well. There's a big problem. There's there. a huge problem. His building, actually, they were in millions of dollars of lawsuits because the brick, the mortar, did not bond. Can you imagine in his condo building? The mortar didn't bond. Mm -hmm. They had to replace brick by brick with mortar over well over millions of dollars. And that condo building, the maintenance fees took a hit on it because of it. It's a beautiful building. It's very well run. It's right downtown Toronto. Yeah, Tarion. I mean, this condo office is just another Tarion. This condo office is just another OMB. The condo office has absolutely nothing to do with condo owners. Mm-hmm. Well, this is what we try to do. We try to get all the stakeholders, yeah. not just the industry experts and the decision makers, uh, in front of the general public. That's yeah. the whole idea, because I know I have the same problem as you do. Getting in touch with these ministers and politicians is like getting blood through from 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 stone. Oh, d- no kidding. It's unbe- and but those are the ones that then fear that they're not going to get reelected. But then what have they done? They don't even want to talk to the experts. No, but if we put them uh, see this or uh, the Renaissance conferences is, is put together by the associations that are part of the political system. The Renaissance conference is put on by five organizations. The writing associations of each of these, each of these members. Mm-hmm. I sit on the writing association for Bas Balkasun. I'm his policy advisor or policy chair. Wow, fabulous! He's lucky. And then uh, Sue Wong, her association. Every every member of of all the five Scarborough writings are part of this. 
So they can ignore us because they see us every month. Perfect. Well, this Kofi, I'm looking at the report, Kofi uh, Achapong, who was there representing the minister, he made a comment about how condos are being managed by people who have no formal management training or experience. You know what I find fascinating? Oh, my God. I was at the uh, announcement where the minister announced about property managers requiring licensing. They have completely overlooked one key element. These property managers, they're not independent business owners. They're employees. Turning around and and making statements that condos are being managed by people who have no formal management training, well, maybe Kofi Achenbong should be making the statement, why is property management companies hiring people with no formal management training? And then receiving $200,000 on management contracts and throwing these same unskilled people into $80 million condo buildings and then the minister stepping forward and saying, oh, by the way, we don't need to license property management companies who are the ones that have the contract, who are the ones that are overseeing the legal, like the um, the financials of these condo corporations. We're going to pick on the little guy and we're going to hit the property managers and we're going to say, hey, you as a property manager, you need to be licensed. They're completely missing the boat. Well, not just licensed, Linda. Uh, they have to be they, educated. They have to be educated on how to deal with, uh, first of all, a volunteer organization, that which, which is the board. But why were they hired by the property management company in the first place if they don't know what they're doing? And that's the key thing, you see. The ministry has to mandate property management companies to be licensed. And then they should mandate a particular um, educational process that needs to be properly given to these property managers before they're able to all of a sudden service a contract. No different, like, you know, in real estate, you know, I'm a real estate representative. Mm -hmm. I've been a sales, I've been a real estate agent since 1979. I can't hold my, I have to get courses constantly. I have to take courses to up upgrade myself constantly. That's in accordance with the Real Estate Council of Ontario. Okay. Mm -hmm. I need to be licensed. I need to have the courses to be licensed. But I'm not the only one that needs to be licensed. The brokerages all need to be licensed. All of them need to be licensed. Licensing is one aspect of it. I agree with the licensing part. But they can't hire. Okay. I can't have my license to sell real estate unless I'm with a licensed brokerage. So the licensed brokerage is the one that holds the listing. I don't hold the listing. The licensed brokerage holds the listing. So the contract is between the brokerage and the public. And the public. And I service the contract. But the funny part is the property management company has the contract with the condo corporation, not with the board of directors. But we were in the Condo Act Review And the president of ACMO made the statement, Dean McCabe made the statement that property managers represent board of directors. Why? Because, yeah, because you know why? They have to keep the board of directors happy. Otherwise, they'll lose the contract. So the poor little guy there, the $40,000, $50,000 a year employee, property manager, has to keep the board happy and do whatever they say. But then they have to keep their property management company happy because they want to keep their job. So the licensing, I have to tell the Ministry of Consumer Services, really, 
Everybody needs to give their head a shake. It has to be the property management companies that are being put on the hot stove. I agree with that. The property management company and the property manager, they have to be licensed. Absolutely. And, and properly educated because when you're managing a when you're managing a condo or managing a corporation, the in, in a corporation in a, in a in a business, you're dealing with professionals who are trained uh, to be in in, the, in their field. But when you're dealing with a condo board, you're dealing with a volunteer organization. Part of the licensing education should be uh, about how to manage a volunteer organization. That is key yeah. because it's very different uh, managing uh, employees in, in an office and board of directors who are uh, not educated in, in the field of management. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, and uh, as part of uh, the ongoing training for the, for the board of directors, I think it should be mandated that board directors should go through formal training before they can sit on the board. Oh, I totally agree. But, you know, we have to talk more about this because, you know, I mean, you're so well-adversed with working with politicians. So, you know, the, the, the way of trying to get them to understand what is truly important because it's going to affect so many different lives is what this discussion is about today. And, of course, the Renaissance Conference. So I'm speaking with Varesh Mather, who is a financial consultant with Blue Umbrella Financial Services, Insurance and Investments. You're listening to Linda Pinazzato of The Condo Expert, and I will be right back. Linda Pinazzato. She's not your typical realtor. She's your real estate counselor, teacher, and advisor. Whether it's a house, townhome, or condo, When you're ready, she's your negotiator. With 34 years of experience, Linda guarantees that you have the real estate knowledge you need to make the right decisions. Call Linda Pinizzato at Sutton Group Quantum Realty, 416-561-7373, or visit her at lindapinizzato.com. Hello there. You're listening to Linda Pinizzato at The Condo Expert, and we're here at the studio at the Hayes FM. I'd love to hear from you. If you have a story, you want to be a guest on my show, give me an email, linda at linda, pinizzato, P-I-N-I-Z-Z-O-T-T-O dot com. You have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you soon. Oh, my computer crashed. Oh, no, I've got a virus. Oh, uh, no way, no internet connection. Do you need help? Call IT Mayday, 647-977-7113. ITMayday.com